I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do believe He'll come again And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then Is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham Hello everyone, David Weeder here and my wife Lynn Weeder and the broadcast is called Covenant Living. And you're welcome to pull up a chair and have a cup of coffee and go get your Bible and notebook. <laughs> we're going to have a good time today. We were, we're going to look and see what love actually looks like in someone's life. You know, if you're going to observe actions, characteristics, traits, things like that, what does it look like, scripturally speaking? And we're looking at it, so you can aim for that. Yeah, I mean, is love an emotion? Is it a you know an, an ooey gooey gooey gushy feeling, or or what you know what is it? And so we're gonna look into that, set some goals out there, not just for you, but for us too. I mean, mm -hmm. you can always go higher in the things of God. Don't ever 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 let let yourself think you have attained the pinnacle. We'll talk about that when we're in heaven, okay? We'll get together and discuss that. But anyway, let's start off with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this another opportunity to visit with the people, to share what the Holy Spirit has for us to share. We're asking you, Holy Spirit, to go far beyond mere English words to reveal and unveil every principle and truth that you want each individual to get from these broadcasts. Therefore, I'm asking you to get these broadcasts all over the world to every person that will benefit, that will be healed, bring peace, joy, and love into their lives. We give you thanks for in advance for we have released our faith for these very things. And therefore, we give you the glory and the honor that it is thus and so in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God. You're looking good this morning or this afternoon or evening or whenever you happen to be tuning into this broadcast. You're just looking pretty sharp, looking pretty sharp. Turn with us over. Our, our, our golden scripture today is going to be 1 Corinthians chapter 13. People are always searching for and looking for fail-proof systems. <laughs> they want a, a fail-proof investment or they want a, uh, well, everybody, uh, you know, fail-proof marriage, you know, fail-proof whatever. Well, today we're going to show you something that will produce that in your life. Every time you put it to work, it's not just going to, you know, sneak in on you and, and drop in on you like cherries off of a tree. You got to do it on purpose and you've got to know how to do it on purpose. And that's what we're going to look at today. Well, so, even on computers and phones, when you install a system, you have to go through the process of installing it. And then right. it's not like it then works forever. You have updates. Yeah. 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 And, there's, you know, like you said, there's two different phases. There's the downloading and then there's the installation on the device. Mm -hmm. You know, the love of God has been shed downloaded. abroad. It has been downloaded. It has been shed abroad in your heart. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. But it needs to be perfected. Mm -hmm. Needs some installation process 
taking place. That's a good illustration. I never thought and of that illustration before in my life. does have to have updates you if don't you just walk away from it. <laughs> yeah, don't tell me the Holy Ghost isn't for the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, however many centuries we're going to be in front of us here before Jesus comes back. But don't tell me that, that the Holy Ghost can't talk to you in the day and now and this is just an ancient book that doesn't make any, any, any sense. He just gave you the perfect illustration of the things of God. They've got to be downloaded, which is making Jesus the Lord of your life and the love of God and the fruit of the Spirit becomes inside your being. But that's not good enough. You can download an app to a phone all day long. It's not going to do you a bit of good until you install it. It needs to be perfected. It needs to be developed. And then you're only going to get limited results from it until you use it for a little while and get used to it. And find yeah. out find out what all it does, and it's developed, and you get your increase yeah. your knowledge of how it operates. And some people only use two or three features of it, where like somebody who's proficient with Excel can do all kinds of merges and. And some of us type like this, <laughs> you know. And then our children's got thumbs you can't even see; they're going so fast. Or wives. <laughs> or wives, yeah, yes, yeah, wives. <laughs> Okay, moving right along here. So, First uh, Corinthians. I know, you, man, you reverted me all the way back to Galatians. Okay. First Corinthians chapter thirteen. I'm going to read it in the King James version, and then we're going to look at it at the uh, in the Amplified Classic version. And we're actually going to back up a little bit into the end of chapter twelve. In in chapter twelve of 1 Corinthians is where it talks about the gifts or the spiritual administrations of the Holy Spirit. Uh, talking about um, the gifts of the Spirit is what is most commonly known as. But then you come all the way down, it talks about the gifts and it talks about graces. And you get all the way down here to the end of uh, chapter uh, 12. And you get down here in verse 30. And it, it was, like I said, we're talking about gifts. It says, but covet earnestly the best gifts. And yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Oh, a more excellent, a more excellent way than the gifts of the Spirit? Oh, come on now. A more excellent way. Well, you know, these books were not written in chapter and verse. It was written as a letter. So you just read right through that chapter 13 uh, lettering there. But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. Though I speak with tongues of men and angels and have not charity or love, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. So the more excellent way it's is love. It makes sense. God is love. The more excellent way is through God and his way of doing things. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, I mean, I'm giving, I'm sowing, I'm doing all these things. And though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profits me nothing. 
You know all of the all of the laws of giving and receiving and sowing and reaping. They won't produce. They won't produce profit in your life without love, which was the answer to that healing versus prosperity faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not telling you any more about that. You're going to have to go back a couple <laughs> episodes and watch it. I'm not, I don't have time to tell that story in this one. Uh, let's see here. Verse 4. Love suffers long and is kind. Love envies not. Love vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly, seeks not her own, is not easily provoked, thinks no evil, rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things, love never fails. There's the fail-proof way of life, glory to God. Now, this being the King James Version, some of those old English words are a little bit blind to us. They're a little bit vague. We don't really use them sometimes. So we're going to read this. Lynn's going to read this again in the Amplified Classic Version. Now, as we go through these words, I want you to think about and see in your mind what this looks like in your daily activity. What, is this, what do these words look like in traffic? What do these words look like with kids? What do these words look like when you and your spouse have a disagreement? What, how do they function? What would you do differently? Because it's, it's very interesting. Love powers faith, but you can use your faith to develop in love but it has to be applied and it has to be developed. And one of the, when we've already learned one of the key issues to faith is corresponding actions. So once you, once you think about it and see what these words look like in daily life, put action to it. And as you put action to it, it'll develop. Even if you have to stop, you miss it and you go, oh, wait a minute, oh, no, man, I messed up. I should have responded this way. Go ahead and go back. And go apologize. Through it. Say, that was not how I was supposed to respond. I apologize. Let's do that over. And, 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 and if you're in traffic and the person that you were ugly to is on already gone, just repent before the Lord. Think about how you would have handled it. And the next person you come across, just wave at them. They may not know why you're waving to them. It doesn't matter. You're not doing it for them. You're doing it for you. And you know, used to when our kids were little, that's actually how I would train them. When they would do something... Um, like I would tell them to do something and they would respond inappropriately. <laughs> I would say, no, let's go back and redo that response. You smile and say, yes, ma'am, and you go do it. And we would actually practice exactly what we just said. Yeah, because practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. So you go back and do it right and put that in the system. Okay, so let's... let's um, Let's start, and we can just go ahead and pick up in um, verse 4. Yeah, yeah, we'll go ahead and pick up. Now, the first thing you see in the King James, David was actually going ahead and translating. It yeah. says charity, yeah. and we don't have the real view of what charity is because it's almost looked down on now. Yeah, but when it was translated, time, yeah. That was a love that gives. 
and the gives without expecting to receive back. And I looked up last night in the Greek, there were something like seven or eight different versions of love because they had a husband and wife love, they right. had a parent and child love, they had a brotherly love. They had very distinct things because they are all different. We mm -hmm. group it all together as love. So, starting in verse 4, love endures long and is patient. And There's the kids' verse. <laughs> or the spouse verse. Is patient and kind. <laughs> love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy. It is not boastful or vainglorious. Okay, let me, let me, mm. and this is what I want to do. I want to go through this, take it apart, and give you examples. Now, love is not uh, jealous. What did it say right before that? What was the one right before that? Envious. Envious. Because, let me, let me give you an, an illustration of this that goes all the way back <laughs> to the Ten Commandments. You know, people view those as, don't you know, you don't dare you dare. Covet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't covet your neighbor's wife or I'll kill you is basically the way people read that. Mm -hmm. When it's a covenant issue, God is our source. God's saying, hey, 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 don't be coveting your neighbor's wife. I'll give you one that's better than she is for your particular desires and wants and needs. You know, there ain't no sense in you being jealous. Dear Lord, the Lord's given you the perfect one. Cultivate the love between the two of you. There's no reason to be jealous. Well, or jealous of somebody's promotion. Mm -hmm. or, yeah, envious. Or, hey, the Lord's got your success. You know, you, what, what's uh, like Pastor George in Eagle Mountain International Church taught us all to do as a congregation. When you hear someone good, you know, hey, I got a promotion. Glory to God. You know, that happens to me all the time. Put your faith in it. Agree with it. Say, yeah, God is I'm good. I'm line. in that next line. That's right. <laughs> all right. Uh, never envious nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vainglorious. You know, every good and perfect gift comes from God. It's not boastful or vainglorious in itself, but I sure boast on Jesus. Glory to God. Yeah, we want to, like we were talking about with the woman with the issue of blood, yep. she testified. Yep. But Keith Moore actually has a whole series talking about that where he said he realized he had a whole conversation. My faith brought me this and God corrected him. Yeah. On yeah. whose faith? Yeah. Mark eleven twenty two. Have faith in God. The literal translation of that is have the faith of God. And then, and then further, Paul instructs, I, I live by the faith of God. Of the Son of God. Faith of the Son of God. That's right. So it's his faith. You know, so, you know, I got that by my faith. No, you didn't. You got it by God's faith that he gave to you. <laughs> it does not display itself haughtily. Now, this is, again, one of those things where you absolutely want that confidence and that assurance of walking in everything that God gave you. But that haughtiness, yeah. I'm better than you. Well, it's a great illustration. Peter at the beautiful gate, he, I mean, he said, such as I have, 
give I you. He wasn't, he wasn't saying he didn't have it. It was his. Mm -hmm. But then he went on to say, but why look on us as though it's something that has to do with us? It's the name through faith in the name that's made this man whole. Now, I have it because he gave it to me, but it's, it's him. It's all about him. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It's Seems basically the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There. It's kind of like, you know, if he says verily once is, you know, but if he says <laughs> verily twice, you better pay attention. Well, and that might give us a hint to one of the bigger areas that we have to watch. Be on guard against all the time, yeah. It is not rude and unmannerly. This is something that we've talked about where when you're wanting to know how somebody truly acts, you look at how they treat the wait staff. Yeah. How do they treat someone that they think is beneath them or in a lower class than them? Or, for example, a white collar worker, quote unquote, how they treat a blue collar worker, you know, because the spirit of division is <laughs> all in there and everything like that but how do you treat someone that has no possibility of benefiting you you think well, we had a conversation with um, one of our girls because we do have a crew that comes in every other week that helps us with the basic cleaning in the house you know scrubbing the toilets vacuuming dusting that type of thing and she said there's only one of the ladies who's comfortable talking to her. And I said, that's because so many people treat them like the help and they don't want the, I'm sure occasionally these women have gotten in trouble for being too familiar with somebody who lived in the house. Mm -hmm. Now carry that over into, you know, even if you don't have um, help that comes into the house or, or whatever, what about when you go to that motel or that hotel? You know, most people just t just wreck a room, you know, leave it that way. Just just wreck a room. Well, you know, the maids are going to come in here and take care of it anyway. No, no, no. How are you going to treat them? How, what kind of a representation are you? How are you going to treat the uh, person, the cashier at the grocery store? Mm -hmm. How are you going to treat that person or how did you treat I that person? I was going to say, yep, 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 yep. Who was paid to stand at the front of the store and hand out masks and enforce the mandates that were on. Were you kind to them? Or did you yell at this minimum wage worker? Like or they had the authority or the ability to change it. Yeah. That brought out a lot of character last year. A lot. Of, or it, a lot of lack of character. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of something. It brought out a lot of something. I'll just leave it right there where you just, you can fill in the blank. But but that's the that's the key. I mean, how how do you treat the people? That that, that dear sweet little thing. I don't care if you're talking about a, a a food worker or someone at the front of the store or what. They can't change the policy, and yet so many people were just. It's like the people at the airline counters, mm -hmm. you know. It just just rant and rave and treat them like trash. And there's nothing they can do about it except stand there and smile. That's rude and unmannerly and unlovely. Don't do it. <laughs> love, God's love in us, 
does not insist on its own rights or its own way. That's a, yeah, that, that's a, that's a big one. That's a big one. How, how, well, by God, it's my right to do that. Well, okay, yes, so maybe it is. doesn't keep you from walking in love and giving way to and preference to another person. I mean, you know, there are times that you look at a contract and say, you know, my contract says that I get this and you do that. Well, just take it to the subway or the bus or the, the airport transportation. Okay, you got in there first. You sat down there on the, on the mm -hmm. bench and it's full and an elderly person comes on or a lady comes on. It's your right to stay there. To stay sitting in that seat. But that's not what love would do. Love would get up and offer the seat to the lady or to the elderly person, no matter what your right is because you were there. Now, on the flip side of that, sometimes you will offer that seat and people will be offended <laughs> that you offered it. Okay, then you say, well, I was just being nice, and you don't then have to turn around and be rude back about it. <laughs> um, and you've even held open a door for a woman that just thought that was horrible. Yeah, I get, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you just go on. I mean, I hold open doors for older people or women with small children or... Carrying a bunch of stuff. Or, or just because they were right there on my tail, I held it open and helped them go through it. Be nice. <laughs> Be lovely. Um, love is not self-seeking. Again, it goes back, it, you know, all of these overlap and intertwine, but yeah, you're not, how can I work this situation? Where I come where out on top. I come out on top. It's, I don't mind if they, you know, they, they can get a little fringe benefit or whatever, but I need to come out on top of it. No, 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 no. Work Seek ways to get someone else to come out on top. And the Lord will make sure that your benefit is well ample. This next one I have actually had on repeat in my brain for weeks or months at a time. Uh oh It is not touchy, fretful, or resentful. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a big one. That's a big and one. And I will be, I mean, we really do think women have more of a tendency to be touchy and fretful about things, but men have their fair share of it too. Uh, in, in this day and age, and particularly last year, you saw, I mean, offense is, mm. is rampant um, in, in society and in culture now. It does not matter what someone can do to you. That's what Paul said, why fear what man can do to you? Don't take offense. Say it again, particularly in this well, day and culture. Don't take offense. Don't be touchy. <laughs> the next line is, it takes no account of the evil, evil done, done to it. it. It pays no, no attention, attention to, to a, a suffered, suffered wrong. wrong. That's somebody blames you for whatever happened in their life. Whether <clears throat> you did something or not. If you were partially responsible for that, okay, own it and say, I apologize. We're, we're growing. You still love me though, right? You still love me. If you weren't responsible for it, then you just have to say, 
All right, baby. I apologize for what you perceived. Yeah, and God's got your back. You stay in love. Love's got your back. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. You can take that all the way from seeing the news on Israel, being able to defend itself. That is right. That is truth. And all the way down to abortion laws passing, heartbeat bills, and everything. Rejoice when right and truth prevail. Glory to God. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. It is ever ready to believe the best of every person. There goes judgment right down the drain. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. The eternal optimist. Pollyanna. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, it's classic literature, but it's somebody who believed the best in everybody and therefore brought out the best in her community. Absolutely. Love never fails. Never, never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. Never ever, ever fails. So since faith works by love, love powers faith, as you develop in love, in love and perfected love drives out all fear and makes your faith unstoppable. Glory to God. It is the faith that will move mountains. And if it looks like it's failing... Just know it's not over yet. Yeah. Glory to God. Love seeks the best for other people. One of the ways that you can do that, whether you're in the ministry or not, is find a way to get the truth, get the word of God to people. Find ministries, find people that are impacting lives and changing them with the word of the living God and get in there and help them do it. That's what brother uh, uh, John Osteen said. Find somebody that the Lord's called to do more than they can do and help them do it. Glory to God. Hey, it's an exciting day today because we're giving you an opportunity to actually do the word found in Galatians 6 and verse 6. Let him that is taught in the word communicate or partner with unto him that teaches in all good things. That word communicate doesn't only mean partner, but it means to, to sow and interact with, get in this thing together. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. You know, this is what the women did in Luke chapter 8, the first three verses. It said that Jesus went about all the villages preaching and teaching the word of the living God. And the women who were partnered with him, they sowed into his ministry of their substance. And glory to God, you know, it, it goes on here in Galatians 6 to talk about sowing into the things that are spiritual. That's what you do when you sow into the teaching of the word. And we're, you have that opportunity today. Father, we thank you. I'm asking you to reveal to the people exactly what their part is in today's offering. I thank you and praise you. We receive it and we sow it deep 
into the ground of David Weeder Ministries, and we thank you now for their hundredfold return now in this time. Glory to God. Thank you, partners and friends, for helping make this broadcast possible. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram. You can also listen to our broadcast on iTunes. For more information about our ministry, contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380. Join us again next time on the Covenant Living Broadcast. On the covenant.